It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Tuesday morning, the 14th of March, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 open line number, as always. You can text 0457 736 736, or before Vossie and Brandy for breakfast after 6am. Our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Vossi and Brandy, then Padden Heels along at 6am local time. Hope you're all well. Back to the hour show after the shortened show with the EPL yesterday and looking forward to it coming up this morning as well in the next hour. We'll have some uh, lots of NRL news we'll talk about in just a second. Plus, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins in America in about 15 minutes and John Gallo will wrap up another Really interesting round of the EPL. Some interesting results across the course of the weekend. So we'll chat to John in about half an hour to get the lowdown on all things EPL. But one 1170 is the number to have you say. You can text 0457 736 736 about any of the topics we're going to talk about this morning or anything you might want to raise on this Tuesday morning. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yeah, built tough for Aussie conditions. Ask your plumber for Australia's favourite and install a ream. Just before we get to some of the news of the day, yesterday on the show, we only had a little period of time. We talked about uh, the Knights win over the Tigers and no doubt, uh, as we would have seen, uh, and read over the past 24 or so hours on this network and uh, various other media outlets, the Tigers have been a very big story, as you can imagine. But talking about the Knights, I think Vossi said it was one of their bravest wins of all time. Oh, absolutely it was, even though the Tigers weren't that good. However, I want to know this morning on 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736, bravest performances of all time gutsiest wins of all time. Now, it doesn't just have to be because, as we saw on Sunday afternoon at Lycan Oval, the Tigers struggled and the Knights played very good footy and they had one of their, well, probably their best player injured very early on. A couple of players sin-binned and sent off, respectively. Um, and they did well to win that. But it could be a long match somewhere, maybe in tennis or cricket or something. So gutsiest slash bravest wins or performances. It doesn't necessarily have to be a win. They could have lost. But bravest performances of all time, or gutsiest wins, or both. one 1170 our open line number to have you say. You can text 0457 736 736. Gutsiest wins and bravest performances of all time. All right, at three and a half past five in New South Wales, three and a half past four in Queensland, let's get stuck into some of the news of the day. Now, there's been a lot of speculation around the futures of James Desco and Joseph Suetli'i. And there was an article on the back page of the Daily Telegraph yesterday sort of suggesting there was some rift there at the uh, Roosters after Suetli'i went straight through the gap there on Saturday, had Tedesco with him um, and didn't pass it to him. I, I would say, though, uh, for people who are watching the game, about two or three minutes beforehand, now, now, yes, he should have passed it, but about two or three minutes beforehand, Tedesco 
was in the clear and knocked the ball on as well, he would have scored. So maybe he was just thinking, you know, I'll, I'll be safe and not passing it to him. Uh, I don't think there's any rift. But anyway, the Sydney Roosters have extended the contract of their champion fullback, James Tedesco, for an extra 12 months. So he was signed already until the end of uh, next season, 2024. But he's now going to be uh, signed until the end of 2025. Uh, we know... Uh, certainly, he had been earmarked for the fullback role in two years' time. So Tedesco's extension is worth $1 million a season and will bring him to the age of 33 by the end of the 2025 season. Um, Tedesco had earlier on Monday tried to shut down speculation about his future. He said yesterday, 100% we can coexist. I don't think anyone would want to leave the club, especially myself. I want to stay here as long as I can. So having guys like Joseph Sweetley and Joey Manu outside me and not in the spine is pretty dangerous for our team. Um, if we can get us all together playing for many years to come, I think it's pretty beneficial for the club. Well, it is. It will still be interesting, though. Uh, so that's good news for the Roosters. But it will be interesting, though, to see what happens with Joey Sawali'i. Um, we know last week it was announced that he would be at the Roosters in rugby league until the end of 2024. But you have to think, and I've said this several times, you have to think the appeal of rugby would still be there. Eddie Jones, of course, back as Wallabies coach. He's made no secret that he wants to target some rugby league stars. And certainly he would probably be number one on the hit list. The British and Irish Lions tour here in a couple of years. Got the Rugby World Cup, obviously won this year, but the next one in 2027. And he's young enough, Suili, to go for a few years, if that's what he wants to do, and then come back and play rugby league. No doubt the Roosters, and I'm sure other rugby league clubs as well, but no doubt the Roosters will be looking at that and will be looking to finalise the deal sooner rather than later. I suppose if Tedesco does finish up at the end of 2025, and Paul Kent made this point last night on NRL 360, it would free up a lot of cash at the Roosters. Therefore, Suhili might be on a lot more money in a couple of years' time once Tedesco does leave, if 2025 is the time when he is leaving the Roosters slash retiring. It's an interesting one. I don't think any rugby league fan would like to see Suwili leave the game, but it still wouldn't surprise me. Um, the temptation of rugby union has to be there. But anyway, uh, Tedesco signed up for another year on top of what they had at the Roosters. So good news for uh, the Roosters there until the end of 2025 when he will be 33. Now, this is an interesting one, and I want to get your take on this on 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Speaking of the Roosters, they take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs on Friday night at Allianz Stadium. Now, we know what happened really the past couple of times these two teams met, the opening of Allianz Stadium in the final regular round last year where the Roosters won. And then that spiteful first week of the finals when South Sydney were way too good for the Roosters. And big crowns, both of those occasions. Um, I think the first game was about 40,000. I think the second game was just about that as well. Well, story in the Daily Telegraph today saying that angry South Sydney fans have accused the, accused the Roosters of price gouging by charging nearly double the amount for a ticket in the Rabideau supporters' bay for the game on Friday night. So South's fans contacted the Daily Telegraph to, comp to complain at being charged $90 an adult ticket when the same seats for other games this season in the Allianz sit at $50, a price hike of 80%. Uh, Sydney Roosters Chief Executive Joe Kelly hit back immediately saying Friday night's game is one of our Tier 1 games and tiering of matches is based on opposition and demand. Kelly said many clubs and codes increase prices dependent on the opponent, 
But a South spokesman said the Rabbitohs set a standard ticket price all season for opposition fans and even dropped the amount of games scheduled in an unfriendly time slot, primarily Friday 6pm. So Category 1 tickets for other Roosters games at Allianz this season are $70, but have been increased to $90 for the Rabbitohs match. The Roosters will also charge $100 for an adult ticket in the St. George Lawara Supporters Bay for the traditional Anzac Day game coming up next month. Uh, Rabbitohs fans unable to afford the $90 ticket have been forced to other areas of the stadium. South's main fan club, the Borough, say they have moved bays to Category 3 seats. Uh, someone from the Borough said for the South supporters, it was $90 for an adult ticket. I've spoken to a lot of South fans and we are angry and annoyed. It is an interesting one. Um, so $90 if you want to sit in a Category 1 seat on Friday night. Now, admittedly, I don't know how much it is to, uh, to sit in Category 1 seat for the Roosters fans. $100 for St. Georgie Lawara Dragons uh, fans for Anzac Day in just over a month's time at Allianz Stadium. Um, I've always sort of been of the theory that you charge less and you will get more. However, I, I do understand. Uh, look, I think $90 is a bit of a hike. I was actually surprised to hear that it was $70 for a uh, normal game that's not a Tier 1 game outside of Souths or the Dragons. Have you brought up Souths fans? I'd be interested to hear from you this morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Have you brought a $90 ticket to sit at Allianz Stadium on Friday night or have you gone for the cheaper seats? And as I said, I'm usually one that thinks cheaper the better because you get more people in. However, a game like this, a game like Anzac Day, you are going to get a lot of people in regardless, aren't you? So what do you reckon? Should clubs, and this is not just a Roosters thing, because it happens elsewhere as well, should clubs be charging that much for a Category 1 ticket? I mean, I was having a look uh, the other day uh, at Melbourne Storm tickets in a few weeks' time down in Melbourne, and they're, they're charging roughly the same. I'll try and find out how much, but they were charging, I think, $50 uh, to sit in the away supporters bay uh, for a game in Melbourne, but that is in a worse position than you would be put in at Allianz Stadium, even though Amy Park's a decent ground in Melbourne. Is $90 too much? Is $70 too much for a Category 1 ticket? And what should they be charging? 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line at 1300 01 1170. As Michael from Marrickville has done. Morning to you, Michael. Good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. Mate, good. mate, I'm just going to compare prices now yep. to an AFL game from an NRL game. The most expensive price, just for general admission, though, mm. which is in um, Adelaide, is thirty six fifty. Mm. In Melbourne, it's $35, and it's, in Sydney, it's 25 now, is that and, a, so? That's just for general mission. That's not for um, category one. But that's tickets. any teams. That's okay. Any teams that are playing. Okay. Yeah. There's no, you know, St George Dragons playing. The price goes up. or the mm. Rabbitohs. It's and, and I just think you know that that's why I think they get the big crowds week in week out. You know, it's we all love our NRL, but sometimes it does get pricey. You know, when you think of. The food is ridiculous. Mm. You know, it's you know it all adds up. It does add up, mate. I love your show. 
I've got to get off the phone. You have a wonderful day, mate. Keep going. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Call the open line any time. That's Michael. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 He is right. The price of food and drink at some of these stadiums. I was at Allianz Stadium the other day, um, and it is very, very expensive. Just having a look, he mentioned, and look, he makes a very good point. Read the AFL. Uh, and we might talk to Matty Cox about this tomorrow, about the set prices. Uh, he mentioned general admission. Now, there doesn't look like there is uh, any general admission uh, on, on Friday night. Um, but what I can see here, the best available price is $45. Uh, that's just for one adult. Um, even that, I think, is a little too much. And Cadbury won tickets for Roosters fans uh, as well, um, who aren't members, I suppose, $60. So South fans, $90, but according to the Ticketet website, I'm having a quick look here, $60 for Roosters uh, fans. That's Category 1. Cheapest is Category 4 from $20. But adult is, tw- is still $45 in Category 4. Um, is $90 too much? Is $70 too much? And do you agree with Michael on the open line there? Should we just be setting a standard price for every game? $25, $30, whatever it is. 0457-736-736 is our text number, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy if you want to get in touch that way. And I'd be keen to hear from any South fans uh, today or anyone that's been charged a lot to go to any of these games over the course of the past few years. Um, and would you be paying that amount of money to go and see rugby league, especially now when it's so easy to watch it on TV? Fox having record ratings. Of course, that game will be on free-to-air TV as well on Channel 9. Um, and also the cricket wrapped up yesterday, a draw. Uh, India, of course, win the series, retrain, uh, retain the trophy. Um, we'll talk to Menas later on in the week about this, probably on Thursday morning. We'll get his take on the whole series. But um, where do you rate and what do you, how do you rate Australia's test series against India? Obviously got the win in the third test, draw in the fourth test. And when you look at it, in particular, in that second test, they will, you know, I'm sure they will have to regret having a chance to really take the series because when you look at it after the four test matches, very different to how we looked at it after the two test matches when India were 2 0 up. Australia probably not that far away in hindsight from um, probably taking the series. 0457 736 736 or 1300. 01-1170. What do you reckon? Where do you, how do you rate Australia's test series out of 10? And what is your level of confidence for this Australian team heading into the Ashes in a few months' time in England? Of course, there'll be different pitches, although this fourth test didn't offer a lot, uh, five days and a draw. But how do you rate Australia's tour to India and your level of confidence heading into the Ashes in just a few months' time? 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170 is our open line number. Level of confidence heading into the Ashes. So that's just some of the things on our agenda on this Tuesday morning. On the back of the Newcastle Knights win the other day, bravest slash gutsiest performances of all time. Bravest wins of all time. 0457-736-736 or 1-300-01-1170. $90 South fans are being charged for Category 1 tickets at Allianz Stadium on Friday. Is that too much? And is it too much just generally? Should we be setting set prices? And what should be the cap on paying for a ticket to go to a 
regular season rugby league match? One three. How much would you pay to go? How much would you pay to go? one 736 In the cricket, Australia, how do you rate their performance in India and your level of confidence heading into the Ashes in a few months' time? All of that and anything else you want to talk about on this Tuesday morning, 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line, one 1170 We'll take a break. Come back with more. It is 16 past five in New South Wales, 16 past four in Queensland. 20 past five, New South Wales, 20 past four in Queensland. You're just having a look in the break. I mentioned, uh, and we're talking about ticket prices, if you're just switching on, South fans being charged $90 for a Category 1 ticket for that Roosters game on Friday night, coming up on Friday night. Just was talking about the Melbourne Storm about 10 minutes ago, and I was having a look at prices there for a game there in a few weeks' time. Away adult supporters uh, down the very end, so probably not the same quality of seats as you would get at Allianz Stadium. Uh $50 or $49, the most expensive, which would be, I suppose, the equivalent of Category 1. They call it Diamond, but Category 1 is $89. So very similar uh, at uh, Amy Park as it is to uh, Allianz Stadium this week. How much would you pay to go and watch your team play in a regular round match? Not talking grand finals, but how much would you pay? one 736 And you're rating for Australia out of the four-match test series against India, and your level of confidence heading in to the Ashes. Lots of texts there. I'll get to them in a second. one 1170 or 0457-736-736, as well as that, your bravest sporting performances of all time on the back of the Newcastle Knights victory on Sunday afternoon. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Yes, and good morning to you, Chris Perkins. How are you, mate? Good morning. Happy Monday afternoon from Central Illinois. Yes, happy Tuesday morning from the studios of SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Uh, I'm not sure what is the more exciting place. Now, uh, just before we get to um, uh, your all your stuff that you're going to talk about, a text here from the Kingswood Welder on the text line. Uh, top of the morning to you, Daniel. Uh, what does Chris Perkins do for a full-time gig? I have no interest in the usual American sports he talks about, but enjoys uh, enjoy my, your crosses with him. Love them. Uh, I'd put five. I'd put five dollars on him being a travelling sales prep. That from the Kingswood welder. Uh, I'm not sure if the five dollars is going to be uh, a good money, but yeah, just tell the listeners. Of course, you love your sport, um, but you do have another job on the side as well. I, I will send you my address so you can send me my five dollars. Although <laughs> yep, I no will worries. tell you, that's close. That is, that is yes. close. Okay. I, I'm a truck driver. I'm mm-hmm. I'm an over the road truck driver. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I travel a lot. I haul stuff. I don't sell it, but I haul stuff. But that's that that is how I make my money. And I call I call my radio gigs. You know, here and on the overnight crowd, I call that my hobby. Mm-hmm. And you know, just just the passion, my passion of sport. I would love to do this as a full-time, do radio as a full-time gig again because it was my past life, but uh, it's just not in the cards right now because I make really good money doing what I do right now. Well, as I say, you should. I, I think I sent you a message the other day. Come to Australia, join us in the studio one day, then you can get your $5. Uh, now, breaking NFL news. I'm on, uh, Go doing on. my best. Yes, I'm sure you are. Now, doing bro- my best to get down there. Yes, well, 
any time. You're welcome uh, here at 5 a.m. in the morning. It's a really good time of day. Now, uh, 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 NFL breaking news, what's happening there? Huge breaking news. This is the first day of what's known as the legal tampering period in the NFL. That's where free agent players uh, can actually talk to other teams, not not the team that they've been under contract to. Uh, free agency deals cannot be signed officially until 4 p.m. U.S. Eastern time on Wednesday. That's about uh, roughly 50 hours from now, 49 and a half hours from now. Good math. Is when those deals can be officially made. But we we already know some players who are going to be on the move starting on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big one. Uh, a quarterback is coming off the market. Jimmy Garoppolo, who just spent five years with the San Francisco 49ers, had a lot of success with, with the Niners, uh, including a trip to, to the Super Bowl several years ago. Did have some injury problems. Uh, missed the back half. Missed the last few weeks of this past season with, a, with an injury. Mm. Uh, he is going to sign a, a three-year, $67.5 million deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. Of course, their former quarterback has just recently signed with the New Orleans Saints as well. He was uh, cut at the uh, cut right after the Super Bowl happened. That's why he's already signed with the Saints. So that's one quarterback that's off the board. A couple of other deals that have been that have been uh, reported. These are according to reports. Let me just cover myself here. Uh, Javon Hargrave of, of the Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle. Uh, he's reached an agreement with the Niners on a four-year, $84 million deal. It includes $40 million guaranteed at signing. Also, Austin Eckler of the, of the LA Chargers, he's requested a trade. Uh, he wanted a long-term deal with the with the Chargers, they haven't been able to come to an agreement. So, according to reports, uh, he he wants he wants to explore trade possibilities. And the Dolphins and uh, former Jets quarterback Mike White have agreed on a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal. So, White looks like he's headed down to Miami to back up Tua Tagovailoa, who has uh, just been given his fifth-year option, the fifth-year mm. option on his rookie deal. So that'll be for the 2024 season. Lots of stuff going on. There will be lots more going on this week. It, it will be, there There will be lots of news uh, coming out of the NFL this week. All right. Now, history has been made by two teams in the same city. Yeah, in my city, St. Mm. Louis. Uh, Saturday night, St. Louis City SC uh, oh, yes. of Major League Soccer, match day three, went to Portland, went down 1-0, Came back one two one. They become the second MLS expansion team in history to win their first three games. The first three games of their existence. Beat Austin, then beat Charlotte. Now they've beaten Portland out in Portland. It's not an easy place to play hmm. for any road team. So they're they have a one hundred percent record. They are top of MLS. They are the only team through three rounds with a 100% record. Not bad for an expansion team. Uh, by the way, mm. uh, the list of teams, the, the only other team that's won three of their first three games, the 2009 Seattle Sounders won their first three games in franchise history. Uh, the list of teams that have won their first four in franchise history, that list is empty. It may not be Saturday night when St. Louis hosts San Jose at City Park. So we'll see. The other one, how about this? A The largest spring football crowd in nearly 40 years in the United States. Uh, yesterday uh, at the Dome and America Center in St. Louis, the St. Louis Battlehawks had their home opener, sold it out, sold out the Dome and America Center. At least the tickets that were on sale 
Attendance yesterday, 38,310. Uh, that's the largest spring crowd for, for a crowd for a spring professional football game since, according to my research, 1985, back wow. when the original USFL was in action. Uh, so, uh, you know, definitely a lot of definitely some history made. By the way, the Battle Hawks probably their best game of the year. They beat uh, Arlington 24 to 11. Well, there you go. That that's. Incredible, 1985. That is incredible. Uh, now, uh, we'll talk about basketball um, potentially on Friday, which is running a bit short on time. But uh, baseball, Australia-Cuba uh, into the quarterfinals. So you, we spoke on Friday. You told us about Australia's win on Friday, and now they're into the quarterfinal. Yeah, they beat the Czech Republic 8-3 uh, in their final pool play game. And after they beat Korea last week, I was saying, just handle your business. You know, Japan's going to be a tough game. Mm. There's no embarrassment losing 7-1 to Shohei Otani and Japan. Shohei's the best player in the world in baseball right now, without a doubt. Mm. Uh, so no embarrassment losing to them. But you had an advantage after beating Korea. Just handle your business against teams you sh- probably should beat. China and the Czech Republic. Mission accomplished. You you finished second in your pool. Now you take on a Cuba team that, yes, Cuba won their pool, but they lost two games in pool play. Actually, they wound up getting through on a tiebreaker because every team in their pool went two and two. Mm. And Cuba wound up winning the pool based on based on the tiebreaker rule. So, actually, Australia comes into the game with a better record than Cuba does. And, you know, Cuba lost to Italy in, in one of their pool play games. So, I, you know, you may, you may think you're an underdog. Cuba has a reputation of being one of the best amateur baseball programs in the world. But I think, I think they're kiddable. I think you might pull an upset Wednesday night. Wednesday night at uh, uh, first pitch is about 9 o'clock Sydney time, Wednesday night from the Tokyo Dome in, up in Japan. The winner of the game... Hops on a plane to Miami for a semifinal. Well, there you go. Well, you never know. You so you, you are tipping Australia. I'm leaning Australia. Leaning. I'm not okay. tipping yet, but okay. I am leaning. I liked what I saw from Australia, especially the the comeback against Korea. I was really impressed by that comeback against Korea last week. So okay. I'm leaning that way. I do think Cuba is gettable. Okay, very, very interesting. And just on the way out, Kingswood World has been back in touch. He says, thanks for asking, Chris. And I have his $5 ready for the salt of the earth truck driver and great sports reporter as well. Uh, Kingswood Welder, thank you. Thank you. Chris Perkins, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. We will chat on Friday morning. uh, to Well, we'll see what's happened with the baseball and to talk about everything else that's been happening over in America. Have a great rest of the week. We'll chat in a few days. All right, you too. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins in America does a great job as always. Uh, just before a break, the Knights will have to seek permission from the NRL to play a development player or draft someone in from outside their top 30 to deal with their growing injury crisis. The Knights have just 28 players contracted and could be without as many as 10 bodies from their top squad for Friday night's clash with the Dolphins. Uh, so we know Caelan Ponger is going to be out, Jaden Braley, uh, Jacob Saifiti facing five or six week suspension, Tyson Frizzell... Uh, uh, got an in, ankle injury in that game the other day against the Tigers as well. Well, plenty more players could also miss out. Newcastle's already threadbare playing stocks are at breaking point after experienced half Adam Clune copped a concussion playing New South Wales Cup. 
Clune uh, was a frontline contender to replace Ponga. And Kurt Mann injured his shoulder last week at training and will be sidelined for at least another week. And Adam Elliott re-aggravated the serious groin injury he was carrying from the end of the year and won't play. Jack Johns is also an extreme doubt. While Dylan Lucas was in line for a call-up, but he injured his hamstring in a reserve grade. So, as you can see, uh, the Knights struggling with injuries a little bit. 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 0111 70, our open line number to have your say. Talking about prices to sports games, rugby league games today, uh, in the back page of the Telegraph, or maybe not the back page, but definitely in the Telegraph, $90 South fans are being charged to go to sit in Category 1 seats on Friday night against the Roosters at Allianz Stadium. Now, they can get cheaper tickets, but is $90 too much? And how much would you pay to go and see your sports team play? What would be your cap to see them play a regular round match? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Bravest or gutsiest sporting performances on the back of the Newcastle Knights yes, on Sunday afternoon. And also the cricket. What do you give us as a rating after the tour to India? And what's your level of confidence heading into the Ashes in a few months' time? We'll get to your texts after the break and your calls. one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Going to talk EPL in just a second with John Gallo. Just a couple of texts before that. 0457 736 736. This is from Anthony at McGrath's Hill. Uh, talking about, well, two things. Talking about the cricket, his rating, and also uh, the rugby league prices. We've been talking this morning how South fans are being charged $90 for Category 1 tickets against the Roosters this coming Friday night at Allianz Stadium. Uh, asking, is that too much? And how much would you pay to go and see your team play? Uh, this is from Anthony. He says, uh, in terms of the cricket, we're going from spin to swing. Ashes will be a different beast. It definitely will be. Rating for the tour, C+. Plus. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, don't think you can give them higher because they didn't win the series. But they did fight back a little in the final two test matches. He also says rugby league pricing has also always been high. I'm a Panthers member. And even membership packages are pricey. Well, yes, they are. Um, it, it has always been high. I remember going to a game out at Homebush about 10 years ago, a Saturday night game. I think it was Souths and Newcastle. And to sit behind the post, I still had to pay 50 or $60 to get in. So it is, has always been a lot. Um, and this one, and I was waiting for one of these texts to come through. And if you are a Souths fan, I do apologise. Uh, no name on this text, but it does end in 310. It's way too much to charge Souths fans $90, considering most of their fans are on Centrelink payments or unemployed. Thank you. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Very harsh on South fans. John Gallo, good morning to you. Well, what a segue into uh, to my segment, mate. Uh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, South fans, gee, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? It is, it but, is. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for, for Bulldogs, Bulldogs fans, I think they're worthy paying it. They've got to pay back the club all those transfer fees that Gus has been handing out to, uh, to everybody. <laughs> so uh, that's well. still going to take about, about 20-odd years to pay back that. So uh, let's see whether we see the ROI on the footy field come or not. But, uh, they were. Yeah, mate, how you been? You've been very well. You, you've missed my presence, have you? Yes, well, we tried to get you on on Thursday, I think it was, and then we had some technical issues, but I appreciated your text on Friday morning into the show as you were sitting at Sydney Airport heading to Melbourne. And I tell you what, I know you didn't go to the game, but you are a Bulldogs fan. They were very good on Saturday night against the Melbourne uh, Storm, albeit Melbourne were without a lot of uh, big-name players. So you would have been impressed with that result? 
Yeah, I was actually I was very surprised when I looked at the uh, the app and I saw down that oh, hang on a minute, Bulldogs actually winning this game. What's going on? I couldn't believe it. But uh, yeah, I think they played really, really well by all accounts and watched the highlights and very impressive. So uh, yeah, good win and. Hopefully it's the start of things to come, Dan, this season. Wait and, and see. And back to Belmore this Sunday against the against the struggling West Tigers. Yeah. Wolves. <laughs> you say that with uh, with little enthusiasm, Dan. Back to Belmore, yes. It's back to Belmore for us. Well, yeah, but uh, I think hopefully, it, we, hopefully we can pull out a win. I think it'll be good for the Bulldogs. I I worry about the Tigers after what we what witnessed on Sunday afternoon. But anyway, we'll wait and see. That's actually not what you're here to talk about, uh, though. As much as we enjoy talking about rugby league, you're here to talk about football and. Look, you talk about teams that are struggling now. This next team is nowhere in a Tigers uh, relevance. But Liverpool have been very up and down uh, this year. Last week, we were talking about them beating Manchester United 7-0. Then they lose to Bournemouth on the weekend, 1-0. And Mo Seller missed a penalty kick from, obviously, right in front. Yeah, it was a very different affair for Liverpool in this game than what it was only a week beforehand against Man United. They uh, were scoring for fun. A week ago, and then now suddenly they couldn't buy a goal. Um, yeah, the front three, Gapgo, Nunez and Mo Salah, as you said, just off-song completely. Mm. Liverpool as a team were completely off-song as well, and it was another head-scratching moment for, for all Liverpool fans around the world um, who just seemed a little bit bemused how you know Liverpool being great one week and so average the next. Um, it seems to be a highlight of their season, though, and uh, this has been... You know, the story that we've seen unravel all season long, there's just no uh, real answer for it, no real explanation for it. Um, I think everybody knows that Liverpool probably had a very inconsistent season, had a very poor season by their standard, but at the moment they're really pressing high up the table compared to where they were at the start of the season, getting in sixth position and trying to get into that top four has always been a, a big difficulty for them this season, but I think uh, with these kind of performances we can now see why and... Uh, you know, Bournemouth, I mean, credit to Bournemouth getting out of this game with a 1-0 result. I mean, credit to where it's due. I mean, they were fantastic, Bournemouth. They stuck in there. They held resilient all the way through. And uh, despite the odds, walked out with three points. So brilliant for Bournemouth. Hopefully, for their sake, they can kick on and try and get out of this relegation dogfight that they're currently in at the moment. Um, but, yeah, mm. I think Liverpool, more questions and answers yet again. Did hear Jurgen Klopp across the weekend uh, after that match saying that their performances at home, I think he calculated if they were just playing at home, uh, they'd be in the top four. But the performances away have been a dreadful for Liverpool this year. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Speaking of relegation uh, battles, I'll get you to look at two games at once here. Leeds United and Brighton, they had a 2 all draw, whilst Everton got a 1-0 draw over uh, Brentford. Big uh, win for Everton. Um, and Leeds managing to pick up a point, but still in danger. Yeah, well, this is a big slip-up for, for Brighton, I think. I think they expected Brighton to get all three points here, given their recent run of form and how well they've been playing over the last couple of months as well under Roberto De Zervi. He's been really magnificent for, for Brighton and where he's got them to at this point in time in the season. Um, so a big slip-up for them, I think. Leeds, well done for getting away with a point. Um, I think for, for their sake, it was a really hard-fought win, a dogged performance from them. And uh, they all had to band together to get a point out of this game, which was fantastic. Patrick, Patrick Bamford up front was brilliant yet again. So, yeah, I think for Leeds, they'll be very, very happy they walked away with a point. And hopefully, again, for their sake, it, it really can kick on their season, try to scrape out this uh, bottom three that they're now in with a relegation dogfight. So, yeah, well done to, to Leeds. Well done for their performances. And uh, hopefully, for them, they get some confidence now. And with Everton... 
uh, well, well done for them as well. They've been brilliant all season. Well, not all season. They've been terrible, haven't they? But, yeah, they, they've really been... <laughs> they're, they're founding their way back with Sean Dyche. The last couple of weeks have been a little bit inconsistent, but now we're finally seeing that brilliance come out of them with Sean Dyche revving up his players. And that performance was what we've all been kind of waiting for, it was similar to how they first performed when uh, Sean Dyche took over against the game against Arsenal. So, um, yeah, it's been, been great for them and, and good to get a win for Bedford. It's a bit of a shock loss. They've been in great form under Thomas Frank all season long, so I'm not sure that's uh, where that loss came from. But again, Everton hang tight. They stuck into the game, stuck to the game plan, and walked out with three points. So they'll be really, really proud about that. If Everton have been brilliant all season, the Tigers are going to win the Premiership. Now, Chelsea are th- <laughs> three defeated Leicester. Watching the game. I'm watching the wrong game there sometimes. I, I, think, anyway. I think so. Maybe watching, I don't know, Championship or something. Uh, Chelsea three over Leicester City one. Chelsea's had a bit of an inconsistent year, but their past month's pretty good. Yes, well, Chelsea finally finding a bit of confidence now under Graham Potter. Uh, this result was a bit of a surprise, I have to say. I know Chelsea are a great team, but I didn't expect them to come out and play this well under under these circumstances. Obviously, Leicester who had a sending off as well, which uh, probably didn't help matters either. But up until that stage, anyway, Liverpool had already, uh, sorry, Chelsea already grabbed three goals and were brilliant. And, and the confidence that's coming out of Chelsea at the moment, in the last month, has been really good to see. Um, you know, there was a time there where Graham Potter's job was on the line and. Things are looking really shaky. I still think his job's on the line to some degree, but at least it's quietened down mm. some of the criticisms that come his way. So well done to Chelsea, well done to Graham. But for Leicester, it's a bit of a shock loss for them. I think they were expected to try and hang in there for this one. And again, for them, it drops them down in around that relegation dogfight. So, uh, you know, point here and there, and they could be well down to the bottom three if they're not careful, Leicester. And that's been a story of their season so far. They've been very inconsistent. One time they're winning, the next time they're losing. Um, but, uh, yeah, well done to Chelsea. Just quickly, Tottenham 3, Nottingham Forest 1, an important win for Tottenham, just to kick ahead of Liverpool a bit, although I think Liverpool have a game in hand. Yeah, well, Chelsea... I mean, well, Chelsea, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get my colours mixed yeah. up, mate. I've had, uh, I've had a colour problem since I've been back from Melbourne. Um, so, yeah, Spurs, no, they've been brilliant since uh, Conte came back this week. I mean, obviously, he's been out in Italy having... Uh, not having an R and R, he's been resting from his uh, from his surgery. But you know he's come back now, and Tottenham are playing playing some good football. Uh, Harry Kane finding the back of the goal two occasions, and, and Son as well. I think without those two, you could safely say Spurs wouldn't be where they are. But yeah, they're hanging in there now, and fourth spot is certainly a one to fight out for. And Tottenham are doing exactly that. Great result for them. Forest have been impressive all season under Steve Cooper. So it was going to be a difficult game for, for Spurs coming into this one. They weren't in great form either heading into it. So uh, a good win, a strong win. And hopefully for their sake, it can quiet down some of the criticisms that come their way as well during the course of this season. And they can really fight for that top four spot. So uh, well done for Spurs. Yeah, Man City and Arsenal both had wins. Man City defeated Crystal Palace 1-0. Arsenal 3-0 over Fulham. Uh, the team I want to ask you about just before I let you go, Man United, nil all draw against Southampton. So obviously not as bad as their loss 7-0 to Liverpool, uh, they had a player sent off as well in this match, but the wheels have sort of, and look, they're still a very good team, Man United, but the past two weeks have been pretty disappointing for them. Yeah, it has been. It's been a real uh, slip back down to earth, hasn't it? Down for, for Man United's take, and I don't know where they've gone wrong here, but uh, in this game, they got sent off uh, with Casemiro early on, which didn't help matters, and once they went down, the man down, it was very difficult for them to hold on, and I think Southampton had a lot of opportunity in this game. I think, actually, Southampton would probably be the more disappointed side out of the two because 
they created numerous opportunities, hit the woodwork a few times as well. So from a Southampton point of view, they probably felt they could get three points just on the way they played once Man United went a man down. But well done for Man United holding in there, getting a draw. I think given the fact that they had a man down sent off so early in the game, they really had to hold on and try and get something out of it. So I think that's a positive for United. Uh, but for Southampton, they probably feel like they could have taken advantage a little bit more of the situation than what they did in the end. So, uh, yeah, it's been a tough couple of weeks for United, but I think the positive is they held on for a draw despite having only 10 men on the park. So well done for them. And the other two games, West Ham and Aston Villa had a one-all draw and Newcastle yesterday morning, as you heard here on SEN, had a 2-1 win over Wolves. And it all begins again actually this Thursday morning with two games and then on to the weekend, which we're looking forward to. John, we will talk on Friday morning. It sounds like you're still recovering a little from your trip to Melbourne, um, but I'm sure you'll be okay by Friday morning and ready to preview and review those two games on Thursday. Yes, mate. I'm going to go back and work on my colour chart now and work out what is red, what is blue, what is Perfect. white. That, that, and uh, I'll be in, in sound form come Friday morning, mate, when we next uh, talk again. That's great so, thinking. Uh, yeah. That's great thinking. Uh, Actually, I should never have been an art teacher. I was, I was never set to be an art teacher, Dan. I would have been the worst art teacher in the world. No paint. We've got no idea what the colours are. But, yes, no, I'll be in fine form on Friday. Uh, Well, uh, I can't draw. Well, I can draw, but the draw rings are awful. Anyway, uh, that's really boring. Thank you, John. I will speak to you on uh, Friday morning and we'll chat more soccer. Have a football. Have a wonderful day. Yes, you too, mate. Take care of yourself. Bye. Uh, John Gallo. yeah, uh, talking football. And we do that for Ken Arts Hire. Ken Arts Hire makes your job easy. Potentially needs to be a bit easier for John. Uh, visit your local branch today. 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. We're back to finish off with some of your texts next. It's 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. We were just talking football then with John Gallo. Our Manchester City teenager Alex Robertson is in line to become a third-generation Socceroo after being named in Graham Arnold's squad for their World Cup homecoming series against Ecuador. So Arnold has selected 20 of the 26 players who were involved in Australia's memorable run to the round of 16 in Qatar for the upcoming friendlies on March 24 in Sydney, so 10 days' time, and then in Melbourne four days later, which have been scheduled to give fans an opportunity to show their appreciation for the team's historic exploits. It's fantastic, uh, that World Cup. Seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? A couple of texts to finish things off. Uh, again, another one having a go at South Fans. It's very bad sometimes, the text line. Oh, hi, Daniel. Uh, South Fans really only blowing up about the entry costs as it might not fall on Pension Week. Thank you. Uh, another good text. And this one to finish us off. Uh, bravest Performance 2018 Fremantle uh, Racing Cup in the Harness Racing. Lazarus 3 wide the entire 2,500-metre race around Gloucester Park, running two on the line. Some say in the harness racing world that was the greatest performance of a horse not to win unbelievable watch for anyone who loves racing or sports that from the Trotman. thank you Trotman. good text thanks for your company this morning coming up on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy uh, St George Illawarra player Blake Laurie will join them uh, also Lee Hedgepen tell us from Brydon's lawyers and the West Tigers will join them after eight o'clock Michael Carianis with all the latest NRL headlines as well tomorrow on this show Maddie Cox host of Tradies News in Melbourne we'll talk about all the big issues of the week Fossey and Brandy next. Have a good uh, Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow from 5am.